The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey everyone, it's Mike Morford, host of The Murder of My Family. There's no new episode out this week, so I wanted to take this opportunity to introduce you to a brand new podcast that I've just launched. It's called Missing Persons. If you're a regular listener of The Murder of My Family, then you know that it's my goal to give loved ones of murder victims a platform to discuss their loved one's case and to help spread awareness for it. Well, Missing Persons will include a very similar format. There's so many families out there with missing loved ones that need the same kind of platform I help provide on the murder of my family. I'm including a preview here of what's coming up on Missing Persons, and I hope you'll give it a listen. And when you're done, search for and subscribe to Missing Persons everywhere that you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. New episodes launch in March 2020. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll be listening to Missing Persons. And I'll see you back here next week with an all-new episode of The Murder of My Family. It's estimated that at any given time, there are 90,000 missing persons. And that's just in the United States. Imagine if your loved one went missing. Is there anything that you wouldn't do to try and find them? Would you cross oceans? Spend your life savings? Continually retrace your last known steps, just hoping something jumped out at you? This is Missing Persons, a brand new podcast. And I'm your host, Mike Morford. If you're a true crime podcast fan, you might recognize me from some of my other podcasts, including Criminology, Three Men in a Mystery, and The Murder of My Family. The most important part of hosting a podcast for me is advocating for the cases and the victims I discuss, as well as their families. I've been approached by so many people with a missing loved one asking me if I could help them in any way. And if it was my loved one that was missing, I'd want someone to help me too. So I couldn't say now. And this podcast, Missing Persons, is the result of me wanting to help. In every episode of Missing Persons, you'll hear about a person who disappeared and currently remains missing. In some cases, there are clues to follow and leads to check on. In other cases, it's as if the person just vanished off the face of the earth. And in each episode, you'll hear from someone who's searching for that missing person. And whether they've been looking for 30 days or 30 years... The pain of not knowing what happened to their loved one is real. And the search for answers, a painful one. Here's a small preview of what you'll hear coming up on Missing Persons. You know, her mom didn't think too much about it. I think they exchanged some texts and and maybe some calls during the day on May 1st and then May 2nd. The early morning hours of May 2nd, I think Patty woke up and I think that she realized, you know, wow, something's not right. She hasn't come home. She was supposed to come home. She was always a, a, a good girl. I mean, she'd do anything for, for anybody, and I think she just trusted the wrong people. I think that she honestly thought these people were her friends, you know, quote, her friends, and I just think that she totally just didn't know what what she was getting into, becoming friends with any of them and going in that area. It shows that, that her phone pings in the area, you know, like from a tower. It doesn't show you specifically what address they were at but with the police questioning people they were able to get um you know where she had been that night the trap houses they're usually empty during the day 
you know, so we were able to, you know, during the daylight hours, we've been able to search the areas, um, go inside the trap houses and search those. We haven't had any problems getting in there and searching those areas either. So we've, uh, we've, we've, we've been all right, you know, going into the areas at nighttime. We wouldn't want to do it at nighttime. We haven't, you know, really done too much at night just because of the area that it's in on, you know, gosh, I hope she is alive, but gosh, I hope she, you know, isn't in sex trafficking. I, I don't know. I, I don't know which would be the lesser of the two evils. There, it, it's all evil. There, it's just completely evil. The whole situation is evil. And the people that help with her case, we refuse to let her name be forgotten. I mean, we have pushed and pushed and pushed and, you know, tried to get her name and keep her name out there. Um, for everybody, we, we want her home. I mean, that's the bottom line, and we're not going to stop searching for her or stop doing anything until we have her. The early Saturday morning the last time we saw him, but he was supposed to come over here Sunday, you know, that day for Mother's Day, and uh, never showed up. It just, that was it. I mean, he never we've never seen him again after that. And when uh, Monday morning came around, I thought for sure he was going to come back. He was out with some friends or something. Like went to the lake or something like that, and then he didn't show up to go to work Monday morning. I knew something was definitely wrong. That's when we called the police to do a missing person report. We really honestly did not think we'd be sitting here going on 23 years, still wondering, you know, what happened to him. Uh, we'd go out and search and look and all that, and thinking that I was going to find him somewhere. And oh man, it, the things that, that you go through your mind and thoughts and all that it hasn't gotten easier as to where my son is and what happened to him because i'm thinking about it all the time i want to know where he's at and when you have children one of them come up missing like like my son did and you want to know where they're at and what happened to him and you'll do just about anything to find out by the end of may i was getting a bit frantic so i was calling everyone in canada you know, I'd had anyone heard from him. Oh, I was in absolute panic, you know, because I just couldn't understand what was the matter. Day, you know, panicking what to do and has anybody seen him, anybody heard from him. I began to realise that they weren't going to help me. So we started to make arrangements for me to go to Canada and search for him myself. We received a phone call later in the day that I had to go downtown and identify his belongings. It is a belief of this detachment that your son is dead. We may never find his body or what happened to him. In dismay, I looked at him and I said, how can you say this? I've been begging, begging you to look for my son for a year. Yeah, we, we're financially ruined. Um, we lost our home long ago. But it, this happens with most families with missing children, you know, or missing loved one. They, for the love of a child, you can't stop. Missing Persons officially launches in March 2020. Will you join me and become part of the search for answers in these cases? If so, search for and subscribe to Missing Persons right now, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss an episode.